Welcome to Sincerely Speaking, the Autism Podcast. I am your host, Kichiana, and I want to thank you for joining me today. If this is your first time, I would like to welcome you. And if you are a returning guest, I want to thank you for taking the time to be a continued listener. Please don't forget to download and subscribe. And of course, leave a rate and a review. All your continued support is greatly appreciated. So today, we're going to pick up on part two of assessing your child. Previously, we discussed the need to see your child as your child is, as he or she exists, so that you will be able to understand his or her needs as to their day-to-day functioning in life. Now, again, I want to remind you that this assessment phase is not something that's going to happen quickly. It is going to be over time. So please, whatever you do, don't put any unnecessary pressure on yourself and do not rush the process because All that's going to do is give you heightened anxiety that's not going to help you or your child. As you move forward in your assessment process, you know, continue to take a global picture of your child, but also look at a smaller picture of your child. Look at other things that your child may be needing. Um, If you see that your child is someone who likes to spin or likes to jump, look look around, research and see what type of things that you can put into your environment and you know, within your home that will create that same type of input for them. Some of, my, some of my friends have had mini trampolines put inside their house that they can use all year round or the mini ball pits that allow their child to get the same type of stimulation that they would get if they were running out in the yard or able to, to be at like a, a trampoline park or things of that nature. Um, also, like I said in previous episodes, my son is very visual. He loves um, movies. He loves different video games. So we've had different things in our home that allow him to be comfortable. He has a portable DVD. He um, had back then Nintendo DSs. Right now he's into the Nintendo Switch. Um, he, um, you know, he's always had um, noise reduction headphones. He's had um, iPads. He's had different things that would go ahead and feed his sensory needs, his desired interests, while also keeping him safe and comfortable in his environment. Another part of your child's assessment is the development of a routine. A routine that makes life for you and your child more manageable. A routine that makes sense for your household. A lot of times, our children thrive on routine. The routine allows them to have predictability to their environment and to their day. And for some, that may seem odd because some may look at you and say, well, you know what? He or she's a kid. They don't control anything. But that's not necessarily true. When you're able to respect your child's need for consistency, you will see that your child now is more available and present to learn and to get the things that his or her environment are supposed to be feeding them in the first place. The routine also will allow you to manage the day-to-day functions of parenting a child on the autism spectrum. Now, I'm not going to say that creating a routine is easy, but again, it's part of your assessment phase. You know, when you sit down and get ready to create a routine, you have to look at your house globally and see what is needed for your house. Not everyone else's house, but your house. You have to take in consideration what time you have to be to work, what time your child has to be to school, what time another child may have to be to daycare, what time you get out of work 
time you pick the child up from after school. You have to incorporate travel. You have to incorporate mealtime, any extracurricular activities, karate, soccer, what have you. Those things have to be incorporated into your routine. You know, you have to look at your day to day to week to week and making sure that it flows for you. You, you have to make sure that you're able to incorporate waking up, medication, eating, travel, bathing, dressing, all those types of things. And you'd be surprised once you're able to put a concrete routine in place, you will see how things will flow. Now, those that come into your world from the outside may judge this routine, but again, they're from the outside world coming into your world and you are the captain of your ship. You are the one who controls what happens in your environment. So I implore upon you that anyone who comes into your environment must adhere to your schedule. Our kids tend to be very visual, so it would help to put that schedule in a actual printout form. Um, if you go online and research, you'll see this um, system called the PEC system. With the PEC system, you are able to get different cartoon type of displays that are usually in color, but you can also print them out in black and white. And they basically are just imagery of the desired activity, be it bath time, snack time, time to get in the car, time to go to the library, time to go to the doctor. You can get PEC systems set up for yourself however you may need. Um, if you're not familiar with it or you can't seem to find it online, check with your teachers, your parents, because a lot of the school systems use the system. And, you know, again, you don't have to rely on them if you want to get to work now. You can go ahead and create your own graphics, you know, through a, through a Microsoft Word document. And just basically you're putting together a visual schedule so that your child can look and see what he or she has to do next. So they can see what's next for them in their day, what to expect, what to anticipate. And that will help their day to flow a lot better. And again, it will allow them to be available and present for the learning that they need to get from their environment day to day. And also to be able to communicate back and forth with you and be able to let you know what they need. Trust me, it may seem like a lot of work in the beginning, but as time progresses, it will become automatic. And I'm going to tell you something. The first time that your child reminds you of what you should be doing when you go off task, it will melt your heart because you know what? That'll be a time when you can celebrate because all your hard work has paid off and you're able to see it because he or she is reminding you, no, 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 mommy, we can't go here because we haven't done this yet. And that goes to show you that they're present. Again, like I explained to you before, the assessment process is not something that you can rush. It's going to be forever changing, but it is a time for you to be able to get a global sense of what your child needs and help them to the best of your ability to live a better, safer, more fruitful existence within their present environment, which can be very scary for them as it is for you. Again, navigating the autism journey is not easy, but it is possible. There's a lot of work that is involved in it, but as I've told you before, you got this. You just have to be present as much as possible. And don't get me wrong, there's going to be days where being present does not seem possible. And guess what? That's okay. But for right now, don't rush the process. Take it moment by moment, day by day, because the goal is to get your child 
to a desired end, which is happiness, peacefulness, and existing within their environment as safely and comfortably as possible. So again, take your time, take a global assessment, don't rush yourself, trust the process, trust yourself, and know because of your love and your heart for your child, you're going to do what's best for him or her. So now we have work to do. So roll up your sleeves, take a deep breath, and let's get to this because we have a lot of work to do. Remember, you got this. Be well. Thank you.